all we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 14 of, of the Minority Agenda Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Thornton. We are here live out of Houston, Texas right now. Um, two people we have with us are in Houston, me and uh, our special guest, but I'll get to him later. But right now, the Hip Hop Encyclopedia is not here with us tonight. He is here with us in spirit. He's here with us in spirit. He has something to do, something very important to do. You know, he's always working for the government, doing something for a good cause. Now, we also have Mr. I'm more tuned for your head top, so watch how you speak on my name, you know? Please watch how you speak on his name, Mr. Jacob Gray, the insider among insiders, the shining basketball to my light. Pause. This guy is great. I love him. I mean, he, he, he's going to name Luca after him, and Luca wants to get traded. But hey. Don't say that, Jay. Don't say that. <laughs> I hope my boy don't leave. I hope my boy don't leave. And he ain't never. Nah, he ain't gonna leave. He ain't gonna leave. And uh, and again, um, happy Black History Month. Um, yes, so best month of the year. Best month of the year. But you know what? Every month is Black History Month, Jacob. That, 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 that I gotta say that every month is Black History that Month, except for Latino American Month. 
So when Latino American history was it Latino American history? Yeah, it's something yeah, like I that. Think, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, we, well, Ricardo, Ricardo would have checked this right there, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna call Ricardo up. Don't worry, we'll call up the Hip Hop Encyclopedia. We'll call him up because so when it's Latin American History Month, I'm definitely gonna let Ricardo do the intros. I need to hear, you know, everything. I need to hear all the mariachi bands and all that. But <laughs> right now, I said we had a special guest earlier in the moment. We do. We have uh, from my in my. Oh well, <laughs> let me let me slow it down. Let, like, yeah, let me slow it down. In my humble opinion, that's the name of his podcast. My guy, my boy from Austin, Texas, Mister Wilson Cheney. Now, Wilson, I don't have any. I don't have fly equals fly on on deck. I don't have that inserted into the thing. I, that's nowhere near my playlist. But guess what? We're me and Jake yeah, and Jacob's wearing a Cowboys jersey. Jacob, you want to do fly, eagles, fly, so we go to victory. All right, all right, all right. Let me calm down here. So, guys, um, over the weekend, I guess, where do we start? We start with Cicely Tyson. I was going to come in come in here and play, a Cicely Ty- play something Cicely Tyson, but I feel like we've started the podcast sad a lot of these episodes. Uh, you know, the past two or three episodes have been really sad. So I wanted to brighten up our day. And plus, Cicely Tyson would say, if you don't play, she would play, she would say, play brother, play brother King before you play me. I feel like she would say that in some aspect. So, uh, but I will acknowledge Cicely Tyson, uh, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. I was, one time I was forced to watch it. The next time uh, I've just watched it. <laughs> So I've seen Miss Jane Pittman numerous times by my mama, and then uh, my my favorite movie with her in it would be Hoodlum. So Hoodlum is a classic. It's about how basically how the lottery started in America. So, and uh, it has her, Lawrence Fishburne, and a whole bunch of other people. As Lawrence Fishburne is playing uh, Bumpy Johnson, but most people most people know that most people have seen Hoodlum. I think, I feel like it in some aspect. You've never seen Hoodlum? Yeah, my mom had multiple times, I think. I haven't seen Hoodlum yet, to be quite honest. Well, like, well, there you go. You guys need to check out Hoodlum. It's great, great film. It doesn't get the respect it deserves, I say that. And so, but Cicely Tyson, she did so much for black people, so much, you know, so much soul and life. And she's just a hard, she was a Harlem Jewel. That's the name of this episode, Harlem Jewel. Um, and that's what she was. Mm-hmm. So... Ninety. She was ninety six years old. Have you ever? Have you guys thought about that? Live to your ninety six. Nah, it's honestly <laughs> scary to think about. Yeah, I mean, we obviously want to live a long life, but just the fact that, like, I'm over here twenty three years old, and I feel like my time is running. It's like, man, I feel like I'm getting old as heck. But when you come across some OGs and stuff, and you talk to them, they're like, oh boy, you still, you still a baby. You still got a lot of life to live. I'm like, I wake up every day with my knees cracking. I did not feel that. <laughs> like, it's a scary, it's a scary thought to be honest. Facts. Like, I ne- I've never even thought about even living to like past ninety because like most, I I used to work at a cemetery in um Miami Company, and most people like you'll get around the ages from. I mean, this is scary to think about, but from the ages fifty to seventy, and mm-hmm. it's rare to find like someone over the age of ninety, but. 
that's just crazy to think about like being that old living and you seen you basically seen everything every single thing you could think of mm-hmm. i remember one of my family members he lived to be 113 i want to say 113 like he that's literally crazy. seen a whole freaking generation like one or two so it's like man he's seen everything and this it's kind of scary to think about to be honest yeah I wonder what's how old is the oldest person ever to live? I believe it was like one twenty. I thought it was one eighteen. It might be one twenty. Yeah, yeah, it was one eighteen, one twenty, something like that. I know Miss Jane Pittman was one ten. So Yeah, you're right, it's one twenty two. One twenty two? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Was he in India? Was that man in India? Nah. Is a uh, woman? France. Oh, it's France. Okay, it's a woman. Okay, it's a woman. See, I knew, I knew. Like, it's always, I think it's always gonna be women. Um, yeah. Wow, I'm trying. I'm trying to not say um so so much in our podcast. <laughs> it's just it's a me thing, and plus I'm in like a a class, like a a ver. Uh, how do you say it? I think I'm, a I voice class. I'm in a voice yeah. class. Voice and, addiction. Yeah, yeah, voice addiction, and I don't want, like. I want to tell her that like that's my goal not to say um while I'm on air and doing stuff like that. So mm. over the weekend, more stuff happened. Um, ah, where do we begin? Do we begin with ignorance or do we begin with? It's still ignorance, but in a non. Ah oh, man, I'll just come out and say it. Trap boy Freddie. And I love him, man. Hey, Trap Boy Freddie came out. It wasn't a diss record. Everybody thinks it was a diss record. He was just telling his side of the story. Look at Jacob's face. Jacob, I don't want to hear that. I don't want. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Nah, it was a diss record. Nah. So Jacob, did you listen to it? Did you listen to Hypocrite? Yeah, yeah. So you listen to Hypocrite? I forced Wilson to listen to Hypocrite because Wilson didn't think it was hard, and then he started listening to it. He's like, okay, this ride, bro. Like. Like his, like I can't even lie about that because I don't even listen to Trap Boy Freddy like that. Like I hear Zay talk about that all the time, and I never thought about spending it. But um, I listened to it over the weekend, and I spun it back around six times. And I actually listened to the lyrics and what he's saying. I was like, man, he number one, that's a diss album. That's a diss record. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's is. something you can't deny. It's not a diss like, record. He, he's telling the side of the story. He's just telling the truth. Um, right now, I think he's getting set up right now. So, uh, I uh, yeah, I'll wait till he unmutes his mic. But, um, for me, what I took away from this record was absolutely nothing. And I'll tell you why. Not in a bad way. Not, not, me no, too. Not in a bad way. It was a, me too. Me too. I took away nothing. Cause me, yeah. Cause me and Ricardo, thank you. The hip hop encyclopedia is here. Hold on. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know which one my hand clap no more. So I'll look for the right. encyclopedia. But yeah. make a hand clap. Hey. Oh, wait, I, found yes, it. I appreciate it. So the hip hop encyclopedia is here. Um, Ricardo, man, where you just joined us when we got started on our trap boy, Freddie talk, me and you took okay. away nothing from that because we already knew that information. Mm-hmm. Except for, eh, I guess, not the V Live, where he said he got shot at Exxon. I was like, yeah. okay, technically Exxon is right next to V Live, but you, you know, go off, go off, go off. I'm, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. Like I was here with Freddie 
all every day all day so the only thing i didn't like was the music video and i'll say that because at that moment in time that's where you put your foot on somebody's neck not mo three's neck r.i.p but you put your foot on dallas rappers necks at that moment that's where you travel to each hood and rap that you rap you, at all the locations that's where you're supposed to rap it at you're supposed to rap that at all the locations that you just named. And I see the I jokes. Do. I see the jokes on YouTube. Oh, let me finish. I see the jokes on YouTube. They said, man, I can't believe he said all this. I know the Dallas DA bobbing his head while he listening to this. Like, I, like there were certain parts that I was like, oh. did he really say that? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, keep going, though. Keep going, though. I'm, I'm rocking with you. I'm mm. rocking with you. So uh, let me let Ricardo jump in because I know he has to go. But go ahead, Ricardo. I mean, I listened to it twice, and like like you said, I really didn't really get a whole lot out of it, to be honest. Like, but like he went in depth into certain things, but I wish I mean there were certain things that you know were directed for. I would say Mo three. I mean, I I, I feel like there, there's clearly like no doubt in some of the things he said about him, but then there was other things that I found more interesting that I don't think has nothing to do with Mo three. I think it's like other beef that may be going on in the city or just with him and, you know, in his personal life that sounded more interesting than what we probably could, you know, guess what the, the, the first few, you know, bars were about. Right. So that's what, that, that's what I was more interested in is trying to figure out like, okay, what does he mean? Cause I feel like this has nothing to do with, with Mo three and anything like that, that went on when, when he was still alive. So I wish he would elaborate more on that, but I think my other big, big, uh, big thing with it is that I'm still trying to figure out like why you would want this slide on you right now. Like, like whether you had, like, I don't think he had any involvement in it, but I just, I just kind of find it like just a bad chess move in general. I'm just like, like, bro, like, like you know, people have their speculation and their suspicion about you. Right? Why are you are you doing this now? I'll say this. Because, um, you know, of course, you know, I defended him. I said, no, he doesn't have any involvement. Uh, you know, he, he's always preached unity in, in the city. Um, why? You know, I say, because if he puts that out when Mo3 is alive, it doesn't hit the same. I think it doesn't Absolutely hit. Not. It, do, it doesn't hit the same. It does. Y'all, people will just look at, look at it and be like, oh, well, it's just another song. And then he then he said he not dissing them, so that that's how people would look at it. But now that you put it out, now that he's gone, and I hate, and he even said it. You can hear in his voice, he's like, "Man, you could have just let that go." But but he didn't. So and so for him to put the record out now, it's gonna feel a type of, it's gonna sound a certain type of way, it's gonna feel a type of way. If you a Mo Three fan, you listening like, wait a minute, hold up, dude. Like we know you, we know you dissing him, but you. You know, you side dissing and all this, but but then, but but then you could you could flip that though and turn it on trap boy and be like, well, you you didn't have you you couldn't be, been enough of a man to say that while he was still alive, you know. So like you could you could flip that, you know, depending on what side you on, you can you can make the argument for both. Right. You can say that hey, this is gonna hurt because he is he has passed away, but you could also say like, hey man, you weren't man enough to do it while he was still alive. So why are you doing it now? But. He even said that. He even told you. But no, but his thing was he tried to keep it in the streets. 
He didn't want to yeah. go. He never wanted to go on wax. He never yeah. wanted to go on wax. And I think that's the only that's the only crazy part. But even for you know, even Freddie was like, "Yo, we could have just talked this out." But what did I tell you? Ninety percent of beef start from where? Women. women, women, just like he said, women. All, all I got, all I got was this. All I got from this whole situation was it started over women. That's all it was. When he, when he mentioned the uh, the say cheese interview in the song, uh, was he talking about the one at the at the shop at the cool money shop? No, he's talking about pick six. Oh, he's talking about oh the pick six. He's talking about pick six. Wait. He's talking about when they rapped on pick six. It was oh, okay, him. Okay. Yeah, you know that's when it was. Boy Freddy, go yeah yo, oh uh, CJ, CJ Casino, yeah, yeah, all them, yeah. Because that that's when it's, that's where the beast the beef started from pick six. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, that's still a legend. I mean, I mean we don't know if that's entirely true of that what it was. I mean, yeah. I'm inclined to believe it probably was, but you know, it's still kind of up in the air. Right, right, it's still up in the air, but that's when that's when everything popped off, basically. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we got our two other co-host here what do, you, what do you guys think how do you guys feel well what are they um, saying in austin texas let me know well number one i never heard of trap boy freddie until i met you that's Jesus one christ and number two this i know some folk back in austin that spend month three heavy so like i kind of i didn't pay attention to him that much but i heard his music and like recognized oh that's no three but i never dove into him until like after he passed and like that did like this track like i just wrote down the lyrics and Y'all mentioned, y'all mentioned that pick six interview, right? It was one lyric in a song where he said, everybody ain't your friend and everybody ain't your partner. I learned that in a little interview when y'all was talking about me. Was yeah, that, that, was that, it that one? Yeah, that's pick six. That's when uh, Freddie, uh, Say Cheese, I say Say Cheese, uh, what's his name? Sean Cotton. Sean Cotton asked Freddie, and this yeah. is when Freddie was in the studio, and the studio was a wooden background behind him. That's no, I think that, I think that was a cool money shop. What, that I don't think that was the studio. The yeah, that's why. That's why I said the the shop because I think that was the cool money shop. Then you like might, in the back in the, in the back somewhere. Then yeah. you are right. Me, well, me and you was both right then. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's yeah, a, yeah. It's the same interview me and you thinking of because that's on that's the last interview he's done with the yeah with somebody known in Dallas like like Sean Cotton is. Right. And also, that might be the best line he said in that song. Everybody ain't your friend. Like the way he said it. Everybody ain't your oh, friend. So Everybody ruthless. ain't your partner. That's my hey, hey oh, that's God. my line, man. I say that word for word, <laughs> bar for bar. Now, one man. last thing before Ricardo has to go, Ricardo. You know, you, I know you got the message, you got the DM. You and Jacob got it. You, you know, you know what's coming up. You, you listen. My boy said it. He said he the best rapper out of Compton, and that's what we going with. So, everybody, for for for, for those who don't know. The game did an interview, or somebody asked the game. I don't know how they got this footage, but the game said he's the best rapper to ever come out of Compton, and he can beat Kendrick Lamar. Cap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, I I love game. I love game. Like, Isaiah, you know how much I love game. You know I have respect for game. I mean, I've been listening to game, you know, before documentary, when when he was in the, in the club video, like you know, when he was dropping mixtapes with uh with Vlad, with Vlad, when Vlad was actually was actually still a DJ, when he was looking like um, he was looking like Waka Flocker. That's how Waka Flocker used to look. Yeah, yeah <laughs> in, exactly. the background, just in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
I, I, I see where game is coming from. I think he's coming more from like a stance of like, I'm kind of like a godfather in this. I really put y'all on because game did that. Like game really put a lot of people on from California when nobody from California was making noise. Like he, he gets that all day. You know, he gets the respect. He gets, you know, he gets the, uh, the cloud, whatever you want to call it. But I think to, I think Kendrick just showed you how gifted and how skilled he was in the short amount of time he was able to like really um, be where he at, where he's at now, you know, just dropping body after work, body after work and really creating like, you know, his own league, you know, being on this plateau that nobody can touch. I mean, come on. And game was the one that passed it down to Kendrick. Like, you know, like he, he, he almost just not saying that he, he, he was like sunning Kendrick or something like that. But I think he, he kind of knew like, if there was anybody that can probably step to game. Uh, and I think game is very underrated when it comes to his lyricism. Uh, so that, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but I think he kind of knew that this was kind of like the next chapter when it came to, you know, West coast rap and just, you know, Kendrick as a rapper in general, like, you know, not just for the West coast, but just for the whole, you know, hip hop industry that this was, this was it at this point. Like there was nobody that could touch him because I think what separates a game from Kendrick is that, that versatility that he can go anywhere and still be, you know, uh, flawless in almost any, in every, you know, aspect of, of hip hop, of even pop, you know? I feel right. like Kendrick can do that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was talking about Kendrick. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's talking I'm about a, game. I no, 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 I meant Kendrick. Oh, okay. Okay. That was one thing I kept trying to argue to Zay early because like, if you just break down like their styles, like the game had to get like Fifty Cent taught the game how to do hooks. Kendrick naturally had great hooks. Listen, break down lyricism. It's Fifty Cent ain't teach game nothing. Drake taught game everything. All right, Drake and Impalas. <laughs> Drake, Doctor Dre and Impalas. That's what taught the game on everything he knows. Anybody should be sunning somebody. It should be Dre though, and his brother. Drake, Drake can son anybody in Cali. Literally anybody in Cali because he put everybody on Cali on. <sighs> Yeah, nearly everybody. Yeah. So, my thing is, he's not wrong. If we put up his body of work versus Kendrick's body of work, I think game wins decisively. I would say I I disagree with you, and it's only because game has like look look at games like game has what in my opinion game has like three sort of well I say two classics. And like two, well, no, I say two classics and one almost classic. I would say documentary, Doctor Advocate, a classic, and then Jesus Peace, which I think gets overlooked a lot, is almost a near classic, but it has way too many songs on it, and not all of them hit hit as uh, hard as the others. You know, the, the really really two, good song on that album. Documentary mm-hmm. two, nineteen ninety two. No, uh, and uh, born a rap. <laughs> listen, game no. ain't miss. Game don't don't no no. Listen, all listen. Game got four classics. Okay, they're good albums. He but got they're five not, they're classics. Not classics. Game ain't never missed. He ain't never. Game say, I know missed. he your boy, but come on now, you gotta be honest sometimes. He ain't Four-class. never he dropped, missed. He dropped LAX. Like that's already that's a dud right there. Thank you. <laughs> he dropped Red Album. Red Album has like what three good songs on it? Four. Four, four, <laughs> yeah. Even you admit it. I give him four. But, but still though, but still, like, 
this man has showed like in every and everybody keep clowning him. The only reason why y'all keep clowning him is because he t- said he taught Kobe how to shoot a basketball. That's it. That's it. I will. I respect game in a lot of ways, but I will always clown him for pretty much having his career ended by a woman. Mm. 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 In court. In court. Mm. For like how many millions? Uh, like it's it's a sad way to go out, but I'm like, man, come on, like. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just expected so much from game, like, at the end of his career. To go out like that, it just still, I don't know, it just don't sit right. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before you got to go? <laughs> <laughs> before you got to go? I had to go in, man. You want to talk about Kendrick like that, man? I had to I had to do it. I don't want to do it to JC on like that, but. <laughs> to, uh, to, to what, 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 what does game call himself, Chuck? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you go listen to Pimp a Butterfly and, you know, yeah, do all that. I don't even listen to it. I, lost, I listened to that two two times straight, and I was over it. <laughs> really? Game, game got more replay true, value than Kendrick. That's a fact. Nah. Uh, mm. That's a uh, fact. Everything on Good uh, Kid, Matt said he has more replay value than anything game put out. No. Facts. Okay, facts. wait, wait, wait. But Ricardo, before you leave, me and Wilson were arguing this. Okay, because uh-huh. Wilson said Meek Mill's intro for Dreams and Nightmares is more replayable than uh, Hate It or Love It. Um, that's funny. I was listening to Dreams and Nightmares yesterday on my way uh, from work. Um, <laughs> um, what has more replay value? Honestly, that's kind of... It's kind of difficult because I feel like they both kind of I feel like they kind of equal up. Like I feel like you can say one is like slightly than the other, but I think they're both like you know certified you know just hits that you can like you can't go wrong with. At least, at least in my opinion, like just because I love those songs so much, so I can go to either one and like probably listen to it like three times in a row. So like I- don't don't I would I would say Dreams and Nightmare though just because it's like more modern and. You know, Hater or Love It does have like a more um, dated sound, especially like the instrumental. You can like clearly tell it's like, you know, 2005. Whereas like Dream the Nightmare sounds like, you know, you could probably listen to it for five more years and it, it, and it won't sound as dated. That's probably the only uh, criticism I give it. How you remove people from the Zoom? How you, <laughs> <laughs> how you do that real quick? All right. Oh, so in that, in that aspect, I would say Dream the Nightmare. Um, has a little bit more replay value, but even then, I, I'll have to crit- criticize that song because there's only so much meek I could take screaming over a song, you know. <laughs> right. right. So in a ver- by, I know you. Get, I know you got to go. Like, give me four more minutes. Okay. In a verse, okay. Who you taking, game or meek? I would say game. Okay. Yeah, game. But that's not Wilson's favorite rapper. Wilson's favorite rapper is Nas. I already discussed Nas. I didn't clear Nas out the paint. Listen, we never bring Man, him back up on a podcast. Was- all right. Listen, not listen, Nas. Not, disrespect. Listen, Nas can't beat Jay Electronica. All right, Nas can't beat him in a rap in a, in a, in a rap off. I was a cook game. Come, come on now. No, no, not so, game. I, I said, I, I yes said Jay Electronica. Oh, okay. Nas, Nas will beat uh, Jay Electronica too. Listen, Nas, Nas couldn't even beat Hove. Stop that. He did beat Hove. He did. <laughs> so y'all say. So y'all say. Y'all say that. I don't <laughs> say that. I don't not just. Not just us. And listen, listen. If Hov wouldn't step back in there, actually Hov been Hov been testing Nas every time. Every time Nas put out an album, Hov put out an album. So I don't want to hear all that. All right, 
Because he was feeling threatened and insecure. Like, there's a yeah. reason. Threatening, threatening, insecure. <laughs> Listen, you can't be a billionaire and feel threatened and insecure. That's wild. Speaking of billionaires. Has- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, my bad. I was just saying a little, like a little joke. Who you think has it out when they made black Republican? Listen, don't, no, don't. No. All right. All right. So that's two <laughs> people getting removed. That's two people getting removed. I would say Nas, man. Like, because I think there is some validity. Like, I think I think Flex with his recent comments about Jay, I think he is exaggerating the truth. But I think there is some validity in his words because just knowing how Jay has been, like, within, like, the last, let's say 2001, right? Blueprint, blueprint era. Like, you've always been able to tell that Jay has, like, almost this, like, kind of like what Wilson said, like, this insecurity about himself that, he, like, he always has to be, like, watching his shoulders, you know, because he's afraid to, like, fall off kind of thing. Even though he shouldn't be, like, because I respect Jay. I think he's, like, you know, one of the greatest ever. So I don't know why he has this complex about himself, like, that, you know, that he's, you know, has to have, like, this giant vibrato about himself, like, so I, yeah. when I, when when uh when Flex started saying that stuff, I'm like, yeah, I've always kind of thought that myself, you know. Like, you know, of course there was no evidence to base it off of, but I I kind of get what he was coming at. I okay. mean, it's because when you're the greatest of all time, you got to hold yourself to the highest regard. Also, you, you can't, trying to be you can't king put yourself at a low city. standard. What you say, Wilson? Like you literally trying to be the king of a whole city and. That's kind of where that insecurity comes in because, like, after Biggie passed, that whole competition was wide open. So, yeah. during that whole time period, like, Jay-Z, like, he was trying to make sure that he would gain that top status and stuff because, I mean. And he was. I don't know. I'm, he was. He was. He did. Just, he, he did. But, I mean, you had a lot of other people. I mean, I mean, you had DMX. You had Prodigy. You had Nas. You had a lot of other people that, like, clearly could, like, step up to, to Jay. And like you know, hold their own. It just you know, it was just kind of like I think because of like what happened, what transpired, like a lot in the late nineties and the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. I think you know because a lot of those other artists pretty much caused their own self sabotage within their career. Jay was able to like you know just speed ahead because of like if Prodigy, for example, didn't have like those time in jail and didn't really have those issues with drugs, I feel like he could have passed Jay. Um, as far as like being known as the best, maybe not business wise, but as far as like rapping and putting out better music, you know, somebody like him probably could have like, you know, got gotten the one up. All right, let's see. It's eight o'clock. Ricardo has to go. Ricardo, I'm giving you rapid fire questions. This, uh, who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl? Uh, I say the Buccaneers. Okay, you got the Bucks. All right, Ricardo, is Sauce Walker the best rapper in Texas right now? Uh. No, Jesus Christ! I say right. I say he's the most entertaining, but like as far as like rapper, rapper, like rapper. just rapping, yeah, or just you, the whole, the or just the total package, the total best Texas rapper, total package, Ricardo. You got oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'll give it to him. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah he takes now, it. All right, now last question: Did you listen to the last Sauce Walker record? The last two records. And the videos. I listened to, actually, no, I haven't. I listened to the last two pesos um, oh songs that he came out with. Okay, that that's fair. That is fair, Ricardo. But go, I haven't listened to. I haven't listened to the newest uh, walk walk songs. Go listen to R.I.P. Buddy. Then go listen to Without You by Sauce Walker. 
That man, listen, 2021 is his year. I don't care oh, what you A lie. I, I heard R.I.P. Buddy, but I haven't heard that other one. Without you? Yeah, I haven't heard that. Listen, listen, without you is like, he needs to keep rapping this sauce gospel. I like this sauce gospel that, that he's coming out with. Because <laughs> look, cause look Sauce Walker says he's not a rapper. He's a preacher. He said yeah. he, he walked out to church one day and the Lord told him to... <laughs> Look, everybody, everybody looking at me like, oh, all right, I said, you playing now? No, for real, for real. He said he walked out the church house and the Lord told him to start telling his story and start, you know, start sharing the word of the sauce. And now we hear, now we hear, listen, and I'm, yo, listen, I'm following the sauce now, man. I, I used to sleep on sauce walker, but after, the, after them two records, I'm like, all right. Do you see, it. do you see him around Houston? I do not. That's the crazy part. I don't. I mean, he, I, I think he stayed. Oh, I mean, I know he has like a big house somewhere, probably like in Cyprus or something like that, or like in Pearland. But uh, I know he'd be like, you know, in like South Park and like Third Ward and stuff like that. Yeah, but but you know what? He's banned from the college. Oh, he can't. Oh, oh, because of that shooting. Yeah, yeah. So he's he, still banned. He's probably banned for life. <laughs> Dang. Unlike Beacon, Beacon can can go back to Prayer View. So Beaking yeah. is no longer banned from there. You know, uh, he actually has, I think they, they're trying to give him an honorary degree or something like that. Really? Oh, wow. hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, hmm. but don't get me started lying on prayer view, but they did say they would like to give him one. I just don't know when, um, but, right. but Ricardo, well, I know you got to go. I, I got to go, <laughs> man. Hey man, can, can you tell us what, you know, I don't even, don't even do that. It does it involve area 51. That's all I want. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, Ricardo, stay safe, man. Um, I'm I'm gonna cop your magazine. I hope it come, I can't wait for it to come out. You, you know, I bet I you know yeah. where they gonna have that magazine at, Ricardo? In the hospitals for all folks. In the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be on a table. I'm like, hey, that's my boy. I'm gonna pick that up. <laughs> Probably. I'm gonna pick it up like, yo, I know him. If if there's a if there's a digital copy, I'll send it to y'all. Uh, that is a bet. That is a bet. Well, folks, let's give him a round of applause. The hip hop encyclopedia himself. He gave us like 13, 14 minutes of his time. I know. I, we got real claps over here, Wilson. Don't do that. Was that really 13 minutes? I think so, bro. I'm not good at math. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. All right, man. All right, man. All right I appreciate y'all. All right. See y'all. See y'all. Yep. All right, so let me remove him real quick. Oh, look, see, I was going to remove him because bro, bro was talking a little spicy about game. But um, oh, he's spitting facts. <laughs> let's see. With those spitting facts, I'm glad I'm glad you're here because the Super Bowl is this week. Now we can get into our sports segment. We don't have to do a 60-minute pod today. I know Jacob has, Jacob has a baby on the way. Not now, literally, but I know Jacob wants to get home to Wifey. Shout out to Wifey. What's her name, Jacob? Laura. Shout out to Laura. Um, I want. I have a classmate named Laura, but I don't know if you know her. All right. Um. Anyways, Super Bowl weekend is this week, gentlemen. What do we think is going to happen? Who wants to go first? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a close battle because you have two prolific offenses in the whole NFL meeting up with each other, and. I feel like the only difference that's going to set those two apart is the defense. Yeah. And Tampa Bay defense has been – they've been great the past couple of games. Todd Bowles is doing a heck of a job with that front. And 
lately we've seen a couple of chinks in like Kansas City armor that could kind of make them vulnerable. And I feel like it's always been the secondary because despite them having Tyrant Matthew, like their corners are, you know, not that not that talented. And it always comes back to bite them at the end. So that's the one thing I feel like Kansas City needs to capitalize on in order to get the win. Like they need to clamp down on defense because it's obvious it's going to be a high scoring game. Like that's that's an automatic given. But it's going to come down who's going to make the right plays at the right time, honestly. I got a question. Does this, if Brady wins the Super Bowl, does this literally significant, significant, I can't even say the word, significant, I can't even say the word right now. <laughs> but, um, Significantly? No, no, um, no, I don't, I'm just going to skip over it. But this, does this put him as GOAT status or did last his last Super Bowl already put him as GOAT status? I think, I think, he, I think he's already at GOAT status. So this is like, this is already past go status. Yeah, this is like this is just adding on if he wins it. This is like this is like Wizards Jordan actually getting the job done. Yeah, okay. Like this, yeah. like this is like okay. wait did they did they even make the playoffs? Did Wizards Jordan make the playoffs? No, I they think came close, but no. Okay, they so didn't. this is Wizards Jordan get, getting the yeah, AFC. Oh yeah, right, they didn't. Yeah, this this is this is that the ah, that's the equivalent to what we're watching right now. Him getting the AFC and then going to the finals, like. Now, like, what? Well, like, we'll probably never see this ever again. Mm-hmm. I like, or maybe, maybe with Pat, but I don't know if Pat goes to a different team. I feel like in Brady's mind, this game is really, like, personally his goat game because a lot of things that he's been tagged with his whole career is, is Belichick made him. He's part of a system. The whole reason he left New England to go to Tampa Bay is just to prove everybody, hey, I'm the greatest quarterback of all time. I could go wherever and make a team better. But you, you got know, yeah. So. yeah, I think in in college, to be fair, he was an average quarterback. <laughs> he was an average quarterback in college, and uh, and even though he won, did he win a national championship? I think he won a national title, or he you know he was on the team when they went. I think he was. Yeah. It was in ninety seven. Yeah. So, like he was an average quarterback. So for him to get drafted sixth round, I mean, I would have to think that is coaching for the first. Five, four, five, six years, I would go, okay, that's coaching. And then after five or six, seven years, all right, that's the player. Now that he's on a new team, we know it's him. We, we've, we've all known it's him. We've known that, we know that it's him for a long, for a long time. And then um, you just see the greatness that he's, bring, he's bringing out. The only thing that I hate about this Super Bowl, and I, don't, I haven't checked today, so – Forgive me if I don't have the correct facts, but maybe Wilson, well, he knows. Um, if AB, AB might not get to play. So I don't know if he got cleared yet. I don't know if Antonio Brown got cleared to play. I hate that Antonio Brown won't get to play. That That's probably the only thing I hate. Le'Veon Bell will get to play, but the Chiefs, we know the Chiefs ain't running the ball. If anything, they're giving it was a hilarious more snaps than Bell. Right. That's what it's been on playoffs. Right. That's what it's been. So, but this Super Bowl will be one for the ages, 22,000 people. Um, I had this whole video set up for us to hear. And you know what? I can still pull it up real quick. But what do you guys think about the halftime performances? Who was it again? The weekend. Oh, yeah. I heard one. 
Like the past couple of years, I have not watched halftime. Yeah, like, same. <laughs> like it's one of those times where you just you know leave the TV, go talk with your friends, yeah. your family, eat. You know, like I always enjoy halftime, and I don't, I can't even tell you he was on last year. To be completely honest, was it Jennifer Lopez? I don't even remember. I I barely remember who was on Thanksgiving. Was Kane Brown was playing for Thanksgiving for the Cowboys game. That's all I remember. It was J Lo. It was J Lo and um, Shakira. We're all as a world going through something right now. Right there. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Hold on. That's no free advertisement. Uh, where is that clip? Where is that clip? Where is that clip? Y'all keep talking real quick. I really. I was gonna say I've always like compared um, Tom Brady with Bill Belichick to um, Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich. Like, was it the player or was it just the coaching? And I feel like you were right, Zay, with um, with Belichick and Brady. Like the first couple of years, it was the coaching, but then when it came with Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich, I I really believe it was just the player. Like Timmy could have went anywhere and still been that great. And could have won multiple championships just as he did with Pop. We're gonna turn out a Super Bowl fifty. And people forget how dominant Tim Duncan was as soon as he came in the league. His first two years, he made an All NBA first team, mm-hmm. All Defensive first team, and won a championship. And like, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that rookie year of Tim's, he was like top three or top five in MVP voting, somewhere around that. And that's yeah, crazy for a rookie. That is crazy. Tim Tim was he came in the league dominant, dominant, dominant. Mm-hmm. One other thing I kind of want to bring up too is it's something my homeboys and I've been kind of arguing about for a while. Who do you think will end up as a better power forward of all time, Anthony Davis or Tim Duncan? When it's all said and done. Oh yeah, I've I've heard a lot of that arguments. Uh, I mean, I want to say Tim just because he like he already has all the accolades and we already know what Tim is. But Anthony, I feel like if he doesn't win it these past couple years with LeBron, then I don't feel like he'll ever win it again, in my opinion. So I feel like if if he doesn't get those accolades in the next couple years, there's no way he's going to compete with Tim Duncan as the greatest power forward of all time to me. But if he gets those um, championships and maybe get a couple MVPs, then yeah, I probably could see the argument, but without that, no, nah, I don't think I can. All right, gentlemen, I am back. I have the video here for you. I had to get the young lady's name before I uh, just play the video all willy nilly. Um, what can I? Well, if I show my screen, it wouldn't make a difference, but y'all, y'all will understand. So, the Super Bowl halftime show because I'm not off the Super Bowl yet. The Super Bowl halftime performance is going to look different. And uh, we have this report from Good Morning America. Janaya Norman, that is her name, that is a young reporter. I will show her love. So let's listen to this great, great thing that I learned. I learned a lot because I didn't know they were going to do all this. I really didn't. So this is what I want to talk about musically after this whole video. I'm like, you guys get your take, take on it. In New York, tell us all. Good morning, Janae. And you got me smiling too. I'm so excited. The Super Bowl halftime show is always a big deal. Obviously, with the pandemic, things will look different this year, but no less exciting. And that incredibly special addition to the pregame festivities. Well, you have to wait about 15 more seconds to find out. But it is absolutely someone who has already captivated and amazed us all. 
But can you guess who's coming? It's not just the weekend. For there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. That's right. This morning, Good Morning America can confirm that inaugural poet Amanda Gorman will be part of the Super Bowl 55 pregame show. For halftime headliner The Weekend, Jesse Collins telling Entertainment Tonight the key word is live. Our guy's got a lot of hit records and he's going to perform them all. At the end of the day, he's the one that has to stand there for a little over 13 minutes and dazzle 120 million people. And he already knows how to put on a show in a pandemic, singing high above New York skyline during last summer's VMAs. Then storming a deserted L.A. bridge for a fiery performance at the American Music Awards featuring Kenny G in November. And while the NFL is only permitting 22,000 fans to be in the stands for the Super Bowl, Collins says they're using the limitations to their advantage. We're going to use the stadium to present the show in a way that it's never been presented before. It is absolutely a live, live halftime show inside that stadium in more places than you would expect. But the weekend won't be the only music superstar rocking Tampa before the game even kicks off. Miley Cyrus getting the party started with the NFL's first ever TikTok tailgate pregame for healthcare heroes. So here's what else we know about the show. The national anthem will be a duet with country music singer Eric Church and R&B star Jasmine Sullivan. Grammy-winning artist Her will sing America the Beautiful. And be on the lookout for possible guest stars with The weekend. Colin says there may be cameos in the show that will last about 13 minutes. A lot to look forward to, but Robin, they had me at Amanda Gorman. Uh, no, keep <laughs> spilling that tea, yes. Giving us all that info, yes. they have. Okay, so 13 minutes. You got to rock a show for 13 minutes in front of 120 million people. That's that's just a projection that, that that's going to watch. Um, wow. You know, I'm surprised the Super Bowl is not up to a billion a billion people viewing. But I guess there's only a billion people in the world, huh? Basically, yeah. Basically. And one one thing that kind of threw me off a little bit. They said that Miley Cyrus is doing a uh pregame TikTok show? Yes. A pregame <laughs> wow. TikTok kickoff. Well, I'll be dang. I I'll just make sure I heard that right. No, you heard Anything that right. That's, that's why I said that. I and then her TikTok, but it's taking over the game. Yeah. And then you got her, then you got the country, you know, the country superstars and R and B stars <laughs> doing a duet. Hey, that's lit that her gets uh gets to perform. I'm happy for that. She has great management. I'll say that. She has really good management. She's never We've never seen her in the news. We ain't we ain't never mm, seen facts. You know her doing anything wrong. She's like mm. untouchable, untouchable. Only she can have um. What's her? What was her uh, male counterpart? Was it him? Him. Yeah, that'd be later. Nemesis. Both of them come out. Him. <laughs> but, that was really a thing. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. That was seriously. That was seriously a thing. Him. Him yeah. was beefing with her. 
Yeah. Like he what? was he was re- <laughs> he was remixing all of her songs. So every time she would put out a song and it would be like, "Oh, you did me dirty." He would reply back. Yeah. And and say why he did her dirty or like, yeah. Right, clever. That was <laughs> It was clever until bro really started like, he really started going out of pocket like, "All right, bro, like we yeah, get it, bro." Yeah. <laughs> like and then, <laughs> and then when she like went on to like the BET Awards, he's sitting at home like, why wouldn't I invite it to the BET? Like, bro, come on, bro. Nah, bro, you can't be doing this. You can't be playing, bro. So things happen like that. Things do happen like that. I'm curious to see how they're going to do this 13 minutes because it never feels like 13 minutes. for. It feels like an hour for the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, true. It always feels like an hour. Uh, again, the best one I've ever seen is still Prince and Purple Rain. The second best would be. I ain't gonna cap with you. I know people. I know people gonna get me out the paint, but the who? The, well, I say the who, and then of course when Beyonce. I forgot about them. The who went off. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna cap with you. And then, <laughs> then when Beyonce, you know, and Colin Kaepernick and the light shut off, and Ray Lewis came back and won. Yeah, that's my number one. That was gonna say. That's my number. That's one. That's your number one. Yeah, yeah with Beyonce same. and Destiny's Child. Huh? Okay. I can't argue with those. I really can't. But I, but I have to you know, honorable mention the Who. Shout out to the Who. Even though well, what's the last thing the Who did? They did something. Oh, that's when Apple started putting albums on your on your phone without without you no, asking. That was YouTube. Mm-hmm. That was YouTube. They that wasn't the Who. Yeah, that was, no, that was YouTube. Oh man, I remember everybody was talking about that when everybody got that album on their uh, phone. Everybody's like, we didn't want this. <laughs> <laughs> Simpler times. You see the who on your playlist. <laughs> Simpler times, man. Simpler times. Um, so basketball talk. How do you guys like James Harden and Kevin Durant so far teamed up? Oh man, I love it. I love it. I I just I'm ready to see devil. James Harden. Like, I'm I'm I was always a big James Harden fan because I love offense over defense anytime. And James Harden is ninety five percent offense and five percent defense when he tries, but. I'd love to see um, just two old teammates get together again and click like old times. And I love to see like just a good, like big three. Like I know a lot of people hate big threes, but I like, this is one of the best big threes that I've ever seen. I think if you compare this big three with LeBron's big three and, and um, KG Paul Pierce and Ray Allen's big three, who are you, who are you picking to come out on top? If they have a um a tournament of big threes, the Celtics, Celtics, I love mm. the Celtics. They they had a team, bro. It, I know it's three players, but they had a squad, bro. They did. They really had a squad. But when you're talking about a uh, LeBron's big three, you talking about. You talking about Miami or oh, you, Miami? You know, you know, I'm, no, really, we know he. Okay, <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. He's wondering. a Heat fan, also, so he just hates Dallas. Period. He's a Heat fan. Let, let's get that out the way. I hate let's, Dallas, come on. Sometimes you, I forget. I forget about the big three in Cleveland. Like I just totally that slips my mind. But yeah, I'm talking about the Miami one. But, but you hate on you hate okay. on the Mavs. You hate on the Mavs so much. You hate the 2011 Mavs so much. It hurts your heart. It, it hurts yeah. your heart. It, do you still get like you get cold sweats at night still? I get I get so ticked off watching that, and it's like <laughs> it's painful to watch LeBron get locked up by JJ Kidd and JJ Barea, and they get up in the chest with confidence. I was like, dog, if you don't barely your butt through them, 
No, yeah, I, it was I, one of the worst. I movies. tell you what, I tell you what, because I was looking at this yesterday. Because yesterday, Stephen A. tweeted out Kwame Brown. Yeah, it was like the thirteenth anniversary, yeah. right? Mm. And I thought, and I thought to myself, the Lakers traded Karan Butler for Kwame Brown. And I sat there and thought, man, if the Mavericks would have had Karan Butler healthy, they would have swept. They would have swept Miami. Yeah, they they, they would have swept Miami. That, Facts. Like, there's mm. no joke. No joke. Facts. They was gonna sweep Miami if they had Karan Butler. That's a Karan was top three best player on our team that year. Like people forget that he was one of the best players on our team, and we lost him mm-hmm. halfway through the year, and he never came back. He played twenty nine games. Yeah, yeah. And I totally crazy. forgot the, about that addition. Golly. And Karan averaged in those twenty nine games. Karan averaged seventeen points a game. Mm-hmm. Like that was ah. Oh, I, I hate he went down. And then after that, he didn't come back. He didn't come back to Dallas. Mark, oh, I wouldn't say Mark Cuban got rid of him. It's just, hey, he was hurt, and then he was coming off of knee surgery. It is what it is. Um, but it was fine because Deshaun played great in the spot. Like, Deshaun played amazing. Yep. And then he didn't get to come to the parade. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Only Deshaun Stevenson. So, so you guys love this team up. The only reason why I didn't name Kevin Durant and James – or. Kyrie Irving with James Harden and Kevin Durant because I don't know how long he's gonna be there. Who Kyrie? Yeah, I don't know if they trade Kyrie. Uh, nah, he gonna oh, stay. He's staying put. Yeah, he's, he's staying. He just be like having the these thing. little like drama fits. Yeah, and I feel like the media sensationalized that way too much because, like, here's my thing: at the end of the day, people forget that athletes are human too. They have basic emotions, just like the regular devil guys and during that whole time Kyrie went AWOL like his dad and his sister's birthday were back to back so he was basically seeing them and just spending time with his family and he was joining panels and stuff trying to help out his community and it's just you hear about athletes doing a lot worse things but they only get like one day of headlines and then you don't hear about it yeah they talk about Kyrie the whole week for spending time with his family just taking time away from basketball and then you have Matt Barnes saying you gotta trade him, trade Kyrie and his BS for death. I'm like, come on now. It's I didn't really agree with that, honestly. All right. Well, there's two more things we gotta get to. Whoa. On a serious note, I was really playing I know I was playing earlier, but now I'm really serious. Uh should Luca request a trade? I don't know when. I don't know or not just go go to free agency. What should Luca do? Because right now he seems unhappy. Every time I see Luca at the end of the game, I feel like he wants to rip off his jersey, like always. The, to me, the only time Luca should request a trade if it's after his rookie contract, he signs his um, first contract, and it's towards the end of his contract. If it's not going well then, and you request a trade, as a Mass fan, I don't blame you because what what uh, Mark Cuban did the Dirk for ninety percent of his career and not getting any help, and finally giving some help to him in twenty eleven. I don't blame Luca for wanting to leave if that happens to him, but well, what if he shouldn't be able to leave until after that contract? Well, we know Luke is not saying this, but what if he's what if he's thinking, well, maybe if we get rid of KP, <laughs> like I've been saying, people don't want to admit it, but he's got to go. KP has to go. I don't get James. We could have traded KP for James. No, for I don't James. Want I don't I don't oh, think James Harden and Luca um go together. It don't hey, matter. 
James would have been at B Live. He would have been in Texas still at the strip clubs and B Live. <laughs> Come on, think about it. As a Dallas fan, would you really be okay with Dallas? I mean, not Dallas, with Hardy being in a Dallas uniform? Yes. Nah. I mean, I before. love Harden. But we, I had I, to deal with Chandler Parsons, so yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I sure. had to I had to deal with that. And I, I didn't understand the signing or the oh, money that man. we gave him. So shout out to Chandler Parsons. He robbed the NBA for millions. But go ahead, Jacob. Go ahead, Jacob. Oh, but um, I lost my train of thought now. Um, we're talking about Luca, Luca, James, KP. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I was thinking about somebody who I would trade KP for. Um, I don't know. Like, what I really think the Mavs need is two things. Two two people. I think the Mavs could, if they really really wanted to move up and find some. Decent players, Andre Drummond and Bradley Bill are. If you call the Wizards or the Cavs, they will give you. They will give you something like not even, like they won't even say, "Hey, maybe we can make a deal." But they'll like say, "Hey, maybe we'll like this, maybe this, this, and that." But I feel like those two players can change the Mavericks and turn the team around if they can find something in that. Because like our low post, our post, we're getting killed. We're getting killed in the post. The and then guy. losing Steph Curry for our best wing player, we're getting killed in the wings too. Because Tim Tim goes inconsistent almost every game, and then we have Josh, who's a great defensive player, but he's he can go inconsistent too. And then Dorian's not really a great midway. I mean, um, a great shooter. He's just a, a a defensive mindset. It's just really hard when Luca has to do everything on his own, basically. So we need that other player who can we can run the offense through since KP won't through won't do it. It really sounds like a bunch of like not so sure things because going into this year, I thought the Mavs were going to make a huge jump. I yeah. mean, they had that big playoff run against the Clippers, came up short, unfortunately. Folks still say to this day, if KP would have played, they would have beat him. But the way KP is now, I saw y'all last second to last game. I think y'all played the dang. Uh, was it the Jazz? They just played the Jazz, did they not? Yeah, they just played the Jazz. It was a game. No, it was that. the Suns. They just played the Suns. It might have been the was, Suns yeah. and Jazz. Yep. When Chris Paul we dropped lost, we lost. Yeah, we lost um, both games. So we played two against the Jazz and two against the Suns. We lost all four of those games. Yeah. I saw some of the Phoenix game, and I was just looking like, man, KP looks like a shell of himself. Yeah. Like his knees are looking like it's on life support. And I never thought he would fall off that quick from what I saw Facts. with him in New York. And it's like, man, I even boldly said that Luka was going to win a championship in the 2020s, like during this whole decade. I tell you this, the Mavericks that made me a GM, I, I, I can get a squad together. I, trust <laughs> me. I got, I, we call the old heads on standby. You get BJ, you get Frank, you get Rozier. Listen, I'm trading Rozier for uh, KP straight up. Uh, like, you like Frank, Frank who? Frank who? You know Frank. Don't no, don't do that. Frank I, know, I know you ain't talking about Frank hey, Nitty. Hey. The Drew time. League MVP. Oh, the Drew League MVP. That's who. We, that's who we going to get. That's who we going so to get. He's a great player, but he is 33-34. His time listen, in the league is listen. The game know how great Frank Nitty is. Okay, don't do that. Y'all, y'all, you watch the highlights. You know that. And Brandon Jennings. He's the same guy that said he taught Kobe how to shoot jumpers. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to that man. <laughs> Ain't no way. Best rapper, best rapper out of Compton. 
put some respect. So on you him. got me thinking. I was like, I know he ain't talking about Frank Nilakina. I know he ain't talking about Frank Nitty. <laughs> I know he ain't talking about Frank Nitty. <laughs> Listen, by the way, the Knicks ruined. The Knicks have ruined a lot of players. Have y'all seen Dennis Smith Jr. is oh, asking yeah, to go bad, to the G- I feel so uh, bad for Dennis Smith Jr. Dog. I don't. I feel so bad. I'm bro. saying, bro, that man has so much talent coming out of high school and going into going into the NC State. Man, I thought he was going to take over the league, but Bad. he just, man, he just couldn't get a shot consistent. That's his only thing that killed him. Yeah. He could penetrate, he could pass, but he didn't have a consistent Listen, job. if Markel right. folks can keep a job, he can keep a job. Friend, or, no, I, I just don't hey, think folks, the folks Knicks, I just don't think the Knicks was the right place for him. I think if I, I believe if Dennis Smith Jr. would have went to the Atlanta. Pistons, <laughs> no, the Pistons before mm-hmm. Killian Hayes did, that would have been a perfect place for him because he would have played um, beside Derrick Rose. He could have been a starting um, point guard, and Derrick Rose could have came off the bench. It would have been a perfect place for him. But I don't know. I mean, so, things work out the way it does. He's definitely starting over Ish Smith, so that would have been a perfect, perfect yeah. spot. Yep. I just can't believe that. But when, it, when he first went to New York, I thought that was a perfect fit because at the time, New York – had a bunch of guards, but they weren't all talented. So I thought yeah. he could stand out easily. But the New York crowd got to him. Mm-hmm. And I know y'all remember that game that the, everybody kept booing him. Oh, yeah, yo, yo. That's the worst thing for a young player. Yep. Um, let's see. Gentlemen, we are right now we are at an hour recording. Uh, this is the last thing that I had on my docket. Just because I've been busy today, I'll be busy tomorrow. And I was kind of busy on Monday, too. Or well, yesterday was yeah, yesterday. So, um, LeBron James. <laughs> oh, LeBron James yeah. kicked off Black History Month in in a fashion I I never thought I'd see. But LeBron James is out here cussing out white women and telling them to shut the f up and sit down. And I'm just like, wow, he's not my goat, but man. You better be your goal after that. No, 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 no. He's you not better. my. He'll never be my goat. Listen, just like Come I, he'll, ne- he'll never be my goat. My goat, my goat is not even in the league no more. So, we'll keep it at that. Um, but you know what? I give I give respects to LeBron. I just want to know why is the NBA allowing courtside seats? I didn't think that was being allowed. I'm I'm not really too sure on that because that's one thing I noticed immediately when I saw the video. I was like, why are there courtside that's, seats? Right. That's why I was like, why are there courtside seats? But then again, the NBA, they're trying to push towards an all-star game this year. So it's like they're kind of lifting those COVID restrictions just slowly and slowly because they're the league-wide cases weren't as high as the NFL's was. Yeah. Like the NFL was a lot more careless with that. The NBA, like ever since the bubble, they've been buckled down on it. They've been enforcing rules, restrictions. Like they've been doing a better job. So of course our fans, it's like, okay, but then again, like they can still get close to players like trying to buck up to them like that white lady did. So how <laughs> safe is it really? <laughs> you know what? I don't want to see an all-star game this year. I'll tell you what I want to see. Because since there's you get a week. You get a week off, right? For mm-hmm. the All Star. So, select. Uh, what's the normal team for an All Star team? Fifteen. Twelve, mm-hmm. I think it is. Twelve, fifteen, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. With with the alternates, you know. Okay, so the NBA could select twenty players 
from each from each conference. Okay. Now those five players can form their own team. So this five has a player, this five has a player, five, five, and five. You see what I'm saying? So you got forty players in a pool, but you need a you know, one through five. And they have a tournament, a pickup game tournament to twenty four points or you know, like like they did last year for Kobe, like the twenty four points or the thirty points, whatever. Have a pickup game tournament instead of an all star game. And that's what I want to see. They can go half court, full court. Did they go half court or full court last year? Uh, full. That was full? Okay, so you have a full court run, an open run, basically, just like we do in the rec on 2K. Have a tournament with teams like that, and then the winner is crowned, I don't know, the winner gets $150,000, you know, something like that. And it goes towards charity, but you do get paid for winning the all-star tournament. That's what they should do. I, I that That's something I would like to see. So Dame, oh, so, so Dame picked up, you know. So Dame would play with, because 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 you know Dame doesn't do open run in the summertime. He says mm-hmm. I play them during the season. I have no reason to play them in in the summertime to do open run. So uh, Dame would team up with Luca and who's a small forward? Who's a good small forward? Oh, and a quick question before you start: Is it five point guards that get to choose, or it doesn't matter which position? Uh, it doesn't matter which position. You just need a one. You just need a, a guard through center. You have to play. You have to play that position basically. I see. I see. Okay. So, hmm. you said Dame Luca. Dame Luca. Where would KD go? See whoever picks up him. Yeah, that's what I'm, Yeah, so Dame Luca KD. Think about that. And then your bigs would be Andre Drummond. Is Andre Drummond? Andre Drummond's an All Star. Yeah, he's been yeah. an all star. He hasn't been in a while though. He's been an all star. Okay, now no, is uh... but the best centers in the East right now is Embiid, Drummond, and I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh... Right, so they would do it by they would do it by position. That's that's yeah. all. So the ten best play, so the top ten or whatever, you know, by each position. Because Nurkic, Nurkic wouldn't play. He's out for the season. Other players wouldn't play. But that's that's just something I would I would want to see. That would really be great. That would bring a lot of, honestly, boys, what you the three-point contest and a dunk contest been going on? That would be a good replacement. Yeah. Like, that would be, be a perfect way to grab viewers in. Oh, it's, wow. I didn't think, I forgot about All-Star Night. I forgot about that. They Are they, mm-hmm. they still want to have that too? Yeah. I don't know. They're trying to push for a dunk contest, three-point, everything, just like normal. Yeah. Just, you know, I missed. In, I forgot where. I miss that one game they used to do on All Star Saturday Night when they grab a NBA player, a WNBA player, and a um, a retired player, and they team up together the and shooting do like skills. the little shot. Yeah, shooting I missed that. Challenge. That was that was nice to see. That was. And they took that out. Or you know what? Instead of that being All Star with men, the men tournament. Uh, let's say this. Let's say you have to have two women on your team. No. So three men and two no. women for oh, see oh, see no I hate to be one of those guys who uh, like don't support the WNBA, but I'm not trying to watch that dog. Uh, <laughs> I'm no, trying to watch. What you want to see Scott, 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 Scott,
Wouldn't you want to see Skylar Diggins versus Harrison Barnes? No. That's, what That's, what That's what we want to see. He's going to kill her. That's what we want to see. He's going to drop her in no, and dunk on her. There's no, I no, do he not, not. want to see a man versus a no, woman. Not. Come on, bro. Listen, I, hate to be, I hate to sound so sexist. I hate to sound this way. But there is no way I would want to watch a WNBA versus NBA player. Because it's, it's like too easy, honestly. Shoot, there have been so many great NBA players throughout history that I genuinely feel like they could run with the men. I wouldn't say they were average like 20 or 30 like they do in the WNBA, but they'll, they'll I'm telling you right now, Evan Fournier is dubbing, dub killing, tearing up Diana Taurasi right now. Evan Fournier hey. is killing Diana Taurasi, one of the best players in the WNBA. Uh, Simone Augustus, Angel McCaffrey will kill Evan, Evan Fournier easily. Uh, like they no, they are actually nice, but like it's just more skill set. Like that's really the thing about the WBA. It's no flashy dunks, no physicality. Like it's all about fundamentals and skill set. That's why I yeah. like it so much. That's what people forget in basketball. Like you need that to be effective. You feel me? So that's who's true. to say they won't walk in into the walk in the NBA and get a couple bucks? Oh, I believe they can. Obviously, they can. I believe that hundred percent. I just don't think they can. Like if you okay, if you put a WNBA team in the NBA. What is their win loss at the end of the year? Oh, the best WNBA team. Yeah, the best. All right, say no, no, no. Just say you put like the best WNBA players together, put them mm-hmm. on a team, and then put them in the NBA. What is their win loss at the end of the year? Eighth seed, seventh seed. Not they a. Hey, Cause think about it, you got you got your two big men. Liz Cambage and Brittany Griner, yeah. they're both six eight. What's the worst? What's the worst team in the league right now? Uh, worst team in the league, I think, is the Wizards. Yeah, Wizards four and twelve. Oh, they killing Russ. Skylar Diggins is killing Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I still don't even believe hey. the worst team. The worst team. Skylar is. Diggins is killing. Listen, I, listen, listen. Get, they getting Russell Westbrook out the paint. Brad Bill is requesting a trade immediately. Okay. <laughs> I think I think Ish Smith and Isaac Bonga on the Wizards will kill whoever you throw at them on the WNBA side. Isaac Bonga would get worked by Skylar Higgins. <laughs> One move and he's out of his shoes. Asia Dirt, like, no. Some some WNBA, WNBA girls could kill. Like I I refuse to believe Isaac Bonga could even rattle them. To be honest, <laughs> I seen him play. This dude was airballing mid ranges. I was like, come on, this man ain't ready. I just feel like I feel like NBA players look trash because they're going against other NBA players. But I feel like mm-hmm. if you put NBA players on like anybody else in the world, like college players, um, put them overseas against other, they'll look like they're great players. Just, just like the whole Jimmer Fred that thing. Like Jimmer looked like an awful player when he's in the NBA, but then he go play over at China and he looks like a a godsend. Like he's amazing. He dropped seventy points the other day, so it's it's crazy. It's really. But I don't know. It's just use honestly. Yeah, I would just I would love to see it. I just love. I would love to see that one day. Like, even though I said I don't want to see it, I would love to see a WNBA versus NBA one day, just one time. I will say, if you put the group of the best WNBA players together, mm-hmm. I might. They might could beat Minnesota because have you been seeing them yeah, play? Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. Like they definitely giving them some work a little bit, especially with Cat out. Oh no, nah, 
hey, they get ran over. They can't guard a stick, just like Kyrie mm-hmm. said. They can't, no. And that makes me sad to think that the Mavericks are only three games out of them, or two games. That's <sighs> see now with Dallas with Dallas fans, I tell I tell Dallas fans this all the time. Be patient because Luke is still 21. You yeah. feel me? So we got a lot of time before he even has the right to get mad. You know? So it's like he, he got a lot of time to grow. So it's y'all mess around with a whole bunch of pieces later. I'm confident in that. So y'all should trip. Thanks, I feel like we got on that large rant of WNBA for a little too long. <laughs> You said what? Zay just, Zay backed out and he said, oh. No, and no, me and no, Wilson no. were just talking the whole time. And Zay was just like, I'm going to let y'all finish. <laughs> no, y'all are good. I was looking for our, our outro. I was trying to be proactive. I look for our outro real quick. Uh, Yes, I would like to pair that. Did it connect me? Yeah, it connected. Another thing that also makes me mad about the NBA is that the Mavericks are lower than the Rockets right now. And the Rockets have been like a a, a circus. Hey, they that team is looking pretty solid. Like I'm not even gonna lie. I yeah, saw that game against OKC last night. They they got defense. They got clamps, bro. It's it's amazing how much a subtraction of one James Harden could do to your whole team. Exactly. <laughs> like it's That's really crazy. Shocking. And I'm happy for I'm just happy for John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and Christian Wood. Because they all get that that spotlight right now that they they all three needed. Oh yeah, one other thing too that one other random thing I kind of want to bring up. You think Christian Wood is kind of like a baby AD? Oh, that's hard. I heard that a bunch <laughs> of times. And I'm just like, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I can see why somebody would say that, but I can't like I I can't particularly say it myself. But mm-hmm. Christian Wood's numbers have been insane. Like lately, his numbers have been crazy. Christian Wood is really playing all star level right now, and I I hope everybody everybody can see that because he needs he needs that recognition. Apparently, he's been hooping like this for a long time. Because yeah, I mean, with him calling Shaq a casual, people should already know who he is. So he's definitely playing on high level, but. As far as the AD comparison, I'm just like, yeah, I need to slow down a little bit. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, <laughs> slow down a little. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. All right, well, John, time. he oh, just shit. needs time. We'll shit. see from there. <laughs> it yeah, be like yeah, a hoe. All right, well, gentlemen, we've it looks like we've come to the end of the road. Jay, you know, Jacob, you got this whole Texas outfit, man. I'm kind of, I'm a little jealous. Yes, sir. I'm out, I'm out here repping LSU. You know, to, you know, we gotta we gotta get the gap. One thing we'll get the gap for Joe Burrow. Go ahead, go ahead, Mr. Cheney. So about Dak, man, we gotta talk about him. What y'all finna do with my boy? What, what y'all finna do with him, man? Bro, I don't know. I don't even know what's gonna happen, dog. Like I don't know. Like especially with Jerry, just I, like I'm not even like cancel. Like I don't know what what Jerry's gonna do with anything anymore. Like I have no <laughs> clue. And I'm just I'm ready for the day like to be to sit here and be a Cowboys fan and not worry about Jerry anymore. But that day, I don't I don't know when that's gonna happen. Like I have no clue when that's gonna happen. No, but with Dak, this... people, have you seen have you seen those trade offers for Dak? Has anybody seen those? I have not. Like before yeah, before Matt Stafford that, got yeah. yeah before Matt Stafford um got traded, I saw people like having like trade offers for Matt um. 
I think I saw Jared Goff one before him and Matt got traded, and then I saw um um fuck. Oh, I didn't mean to. Say that. You're good. You're uh, good. I'm sorry. Say it's so it's so uh, late. They're not gonna. I I drew I drew I drew Lock one for it, and I'm like, no, bro. I can I couldn't even trade Dude, that for Drew Lock, honestly. But they were they were giving out they were giving picks and everything. So, <laughs> listen, don't do Drew Lock like that. Drew Lock is a goat. Hey, don't man, do that. Look. Hey man, look, that man got exposed. I tell stop, you what though, stop. but I I got something to play real quick. Hold on, I got something to play real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't because you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. You, y'all ready? Y'all, y'all ready for it, boy? I can't wait for the NFC East next year, boy. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team that we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the, the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're gonna, we're gonna, know, we're gonna have systems in place that are easier to learn, all right? Complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over. But we need to have systems in place, and we will have systems in place to do so. Next thing. <laughs> Bro, that's so funny because okay, so- like every NFL coach, like, if you just follow my system, we would win. But you aren't, aren't following my system. So he's basically blaming the players, not, not himself. That's, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. So imagine yourself as an athlete. And listen to your brand new head coach. Like this is his first impression in everything. Imagine watching your own coach just get like I'm not even mad about him just fumbling himself. Like that's not even the biggest like thing I'm mad about. It's like your plan is not, it doesn't sell enough to players. Yeah. Like, I can't trust you to walk in a room and motivate our ball players if you just up here in the front podium and you're just like, oh, we got to make smart plays because uh, it's the right thing to do. We're in NFL team. We got to make plays. Like, don't give me that crap. Yeah, facts. Give me something convincing, bro. Like, come on. That has over That's... 5 million views on Twitter. Because everybody laughing. Everybody clowning him right now. Like, this, and it's sad. The smartest head coach in the NFC East right now is either the Giants coach or Ron Rivera. Those are the two like smartest Jewish. coaches. Judge or Judge or Ron Rivera, that's the smartest coach right now in the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, oh, this, is this is great. This is great. I, I want to get into it, but I know we don't have a lot of time, but it's like out of all the candidates we could have picked, I'm not even talking about the enemy because he didn't even want to interview with us. We could have had Deuce Staley, a longtime Eagles, Eagles coach, been around the organization for 20 years after his playing days. We could have had Pep Hamilton, and this I'm naming guys that we need on our team because it's oh, obvious you that Pep. we have a quarterback problem. Now you want Pep? I've been trying to tell you about Pep since the XFL. You like I don't want Pep. No, you, what'd you tell me? You said you said you wanted um, not Teddy Bridgewater. Who's Teddy Bridgewater's backup? The one for Houston. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I saw Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater trade too for Dak. I saw I saw that one too. Jesus, Teddy. Ooh. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Oh man, but not nah, Pepper. Like he been. I know you go. Tell me about Pepper. You been telling me about Pepper for years. I just wasn't on the hype, on the hype yet. But I just been doing my research on him for the past few months, and he's exactly what the Eagles needed. I told like, you, man. Once he once he turned around, Cardell Jones. I'm like, yo, that's it. That, he, he's the guy. He's the guy. And I I can't think. Of, what's that dude's name that we just watched for Houston, for the Houston XFL team? 
He's Teddy Bridgewater's backup. I can't. Uh, PJ Walker. Thank you, PJ oh, Walker. Yeah. PJ Walker's good, but we know he's not going to be a starter any, anyway. He might. He could start for the Jets. PJ Walker could start a for nice backup. Nah, uh, he could be better than Sam Darnold. PJ, uh, I take PJ over Sam. Mm, I can't argue that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no Pep, Pep. Pep. Now you want Pep Hamilton? Pep. Pep's a good coach. I think the Texans need to hire him, or he uh, goes. He's with the Texans now, actually. He's he is a quarterback he's, coach for them. See, so so now Deshaun Deshaun should not leave because he has Pep. He shouldn't leave. Now, is he gonna still request a trade? Yes. Is Houston gonna let him go? No. The Houston's gonna play hardball until until they can actually start taking his money away from him, not showing him games. Because there's only so much that. you can do. There's only so much. So Deshaun is basically stuck, and I hate that for him. But it's like it's like, man, that's crazy. Because look, the person who started all of this, Bill O'Brien, is now the Alabama offensive coordinator. <laughs> And all he had, and all Bill O'Brien has to do, is win two national championships with Nick Saban, which he might do. We there's a seventy five percent chance he'll win, and then he'll get a new head coaching job like nothing ever happened. It won't be yeah. NFL. It'll be, it's going to be a college. It won't be NFL. It will be college. Yeah, I'm with you. And Bill O'Brien will be he'll sail off in the sunset like it never happened. And he'll be and he'll be the Bill O'Brien that we know and love from Penn State. It's a damn shame, man. And instead of complaining about players' baby mamas, he's gonna talk about them sorority girls at practice. Oh, but <laughs> but it's gonna fit. It's gonna fit. No, 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 no. No, it fit it that's whole that's Alabama's whole mantra. Bill O'Brien is Alabama. The mindset, hey wow. the, I'm calling how I see it. Bill O'Brien <laughs> is Alabama. If they if they had a choice, if Nick Saban has to choose, has to pick his uh, successor, I had to uh, vocab had had to pick his successor. The Alabama the Alabama boosters would go, and now Nick, we like that Bill O'Brien guy you got there, and he, uh, and he he doesn't like those. You don't he don't he don't want those black players to have white women. <laughs> Or to have him at the games, at the practice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like him, Nick. We like him. <laughs> but can you imagine how much recruiting will go down knowing his history? Because every college, well, every high school player loved Deshaun. Every high school player loved DeAndre Hopkins. So they're obviously going to follow them. So with knowing that, why would a new recruit go play under Bill O'Brien? Because you tell them the same. Would, I would say, would it matter? But you're. it's like this. Do you care enough? Because he's the head coach, but you're going to play for Alabama also. Like, you don't want to play for the coach, but it's Alabama. Like, wait, which one? Which one matters more to you? Like Deshaun and um, D Hop, or playing for Alabama? Right. No, 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 no. This is what's going to happen. Once Nick Saban retires, Alabama's going to go downhill. Everybody knows that. You think so? Even Alabama knows. Oh, for mm. sure. They're I go- mean, that's like. There no, I mean, no, no, I, I mean, I, I mean, no, it's different. I mean, it's different from pro, from college to pro, because like, if, if a head coach leaves a in a pro team, like nobody really like cares as much as like the head coach in the college team, because the head coach in the college team probably been there. I wouldn't say much longer, but it's it's more of a like a coach in the college is more of a thing, a bigger deal than in the pros. 
Trust me, no player, listen, no no parent in their right mind is from a from out of state, from an out of state perspective, no no parent in their right mind is going to say, I want my kid to go to Alabama. One, he's black. Two, you you want to send him to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. No, nah, that that's not going to happen. Now, unless you stay in Alabama, you don't want to go there. Unless unless you own the football team, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that. how that's how people view Alabama. That's how people people view Texas. I, Texas I know, ain't even bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they think we ride cowboy. They think we ride horses and all that. I'm like, I mean, that's certain parts, but that's not all of Texas. But okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, a, a horse. I was a teenager. <laughs> and then look at Texas. Once Mac Brown left. The culture hasn't been the same. The culture yeah, hasn't been the same for for um, Texas. It hasn't been the same since uh, who left U of H? I well, well, U of H has had multiple good head coaches. And they just let them go. They couldn't afford them. That's fine. Yeah. So it just uh, what's his name? Um, 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 Tom Herman. Tom. No, Herman. what was um Jameis's coach name? Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, it ain't been the same since Jimbo left. Well, yeah, the, they, they tried to bring it to um, try to bring it to A and M, and that didn't that didn't technically work. Well, yeah, but they're not gonna let Jimbo go. They they gonna keep Jimbo. Jimbo gonna stay. I give Jimbo two more years to actually build it because he kind of inherited Kellen Mond. Yeah. So Kellen Mond was already there, and it's like, yeah, well, and he wasn't a bad quarterback. It's just I never liked his style of play. Never like that's the first A and M quarterback. It's like, eh, never liked this style of play. But I tell you what, with Alabama, Nick Saban, and all those players, with Bill O'Brien there, because I, I didn't get to finish that point. With Bill O'Brien there, you're, and I know, and what you what what both of you guys are saying is right, is correct. Are player are young people going to choose DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson over Alabama, or are they going to you know? My thing is this. All Alabama has to say is, hey, uh, do you want to go to the NFL or not? Yes yeah. or no? Do you want to make millions or not? Because if you go to Baylor, oh, you'll have a great career. You'll have a great outstanding career. But do you think the NFL is going to be like, oh, he went, he went to Baylor. He played Kansas. He played a down Texas Tech. He played a barely working TCU. Like they they barely play football up there anymore. Like, do you think he's really gonna? You think they're really gonna look at that? They're not. They're not. I had Nick Saban tell one of my friends in high school, "Hey, you can either be the third string at Texas, or you could be the fifth string at Alabama. But guess what? I guarantee you'll go to the league." And what did my friend do? He went to go be the third string at Texas. You ain't seen him in the league since. No offense to him. Really, he wasn't my friend. He was a dude from another school. I just, boom. But still. <laughs> so, so it's just like, that, that. that's the Nick Saban mantra. That's the Nick Saban way. That's the Alabama way. Now, once that, again, once he leaves, it's over with. So that's when players will start going to LSU. Uh, we might see somebody at, Syracuse, I don't know. I, even though Syracuse is a basketball school, I'm just naming naming schools now. Syracuse. Um, That's what I was like going to do. Uh-huh. 
You think so? I I, I equivalent that to <laughs> almost, that. Almost. I, I do equivalent that to that. And also, also for players who show me highlights when they in college, don't show me your high school, your football highlights in college when you facing Duke. Don't show me that no more. Yeah. Because <laughs> listen, the Chargers drafted a guy and they Joe Reed. They showed me his highlights. It was nothing but highlights versus Duke football team. I don't want to see that ever again. We need to cut Joe Reed. I don't like Joe Reed. Not a fan of him. Other than that, um, guys, you guys have anything else to say? We got two more minutes. Yeah, I got one more thing to say before we end off this podcast. Dear NFL, hire more black head coaches. That's what you need to do. Listen, hire more black head coaches. Please. It is very needed. Yes. Isn't there one black coach in the NFL now? Swift is 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 being fired. I think it's Mike Tomlin. Oh, Tomlin. I'm so sorry. Tomlin. (laughs) Cully just got hired. Oh, yeah. Literally, that's it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I had to look at Cully Shade for like a good 10 minutes to be like... (laughs) All right, he, uh, he, he a brother. No, 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 for real. Are you a brother? Are you a brother? You I had brother. to look at his shade. I'm like, yeah. Then they showed me his Vanderbilt photo with him with the afro. I was like, oh, okay. I had to make sure. I, I could know because Cully, I'm like, oh, that's a white man. Then they say he was black. I, was, I looked at his shade for like 10 minutes. I'm like, man, he got a real, he got a real complexion. I don't know. I don't know if he's really. He's like one of those coaches to where like, okay, like the Minaire family, the owners of. The Houston, Texas owners. That's pretty much saying, like, hey, we got a black friend too. Here he is. Like that's yeah. that's basically what the hire was. And that's how yeah. I always viewed it. Cause it's like, come on now. <laughs> Man, no. Nah. But before we go, I gotta play this one more time because oh man, this is great. Learn. This is great. <laughs> Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team that we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the, the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're going we're gonna to know, we're going to have systems in place that are easier to learn, all right? Complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over. But we need to have systems in place, and we will have systems in place to do so. Next thing that's very important. Oh, that is great, man. Shout out to the first part of it being smart is knowing what to do. What's the name of that coach? Duh. Nick uh, Sirianni. Sirianni. He has to be Italian. All right. Uh, you good? Okay. Yeah, my bad. My computer was dying, so I have to keep this up. No, you, it was sure. awkward, but, you know, yeah. All right, so folks, we are gonna end this like this. Um, man, I tried to find the instrumental. I forgot they they didn't they never they technically never cleared the instrumental for Hove. Um, no, I'm not gonna end on game tonight. I don't want. I don't feel like. Violence. I don't choose violence tonight. I I want to lay back and chill. You know, Black History Month. Um. So yeah, let's let, let's choose this one. I'm not a one girl. Real talk for you. P game. So you have now listened to an hour and thirty one minutes of Minority Agenda podcast, and I tell you what, it's been really really great. So right now. 
the hip hop encyclopedia is not here, but he's with us in spirit. And also, and more tune for your head top. So watch how you speak on my name. So shout out to Mr. OVO. And then we had Mr. Wilson Cheney of, in my humble opinion, where, 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 where can they find you at? Well, you can find me on Instagram on the truly humble Twitter, truly humble 21. And you can find my podcast in my humble opinion on all podcast platforms. I'm actually recording the episode this Friday. And this should be out by this weekend, though. It's a pretty path. I feel like y'all gonna like it. Y'all gonna like it. Right. I can't come by this Friday if you want me to come by. Let's try next week. Just because I'm doing a whole bunch of TSU stuff. You know know my schedule, man. I'm never never in my room. Um, So, with that being said, uh, the Hip Hop Encyclopedia is not here, but I guess I'll say it. If you're not black, we're not black. We're not white. We're something in the middle. It's been the minorities in the podcast. Who you loving? Who you wanna be fucking? Who said what? Why you tripping, girl? Why's you fussing? Got this model slash actress slash part-time waitress. Spend a whole day she hanging around with part-time haters. All they do is this dirt and put her up on my latest. I tend to every but since I tend to every see, I tend to carry more rumors than Tim Mariah carries. Ten to Harry's in ten places at once. Plus she can't front, cause peep how I run mine. Mine, I time together is a time together and uh I time apart is a time apart. So love Jay with your mind, girl, and not your heart. And someday I slow down, but for now I get around. Like the late Machiavelli or Pirelli 20 inches of cane and old dog stick up tape for minutes. You tell them chicks if they must know my business. I'm trying I would love to date you, holla at you when I get off top. I'm trying. Girls, 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 I do adore. Yo, put your number on this paper, cause I would love to date you, holla at you when I come off top. I'm looking for.